God's word is a fire in my bones and I cannot keep it in. We are not building an institution or a program. We are building the kingdom of God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Oh, welcome into Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep Tonight, going to dig into just a bit of Romans 13, a little bit different than in the past. Looking forward to being with you. And this is Do Not Keep Silent. Yep, we don't need to be a pushover, friends, and do not keep silent. My name is Jason DeZurik, your host for the program. I want to encourage you to honor God's choice and grow. Grow in the Lord. Become mature and complete. Not lacking anything. Also take some time later on in this half hour about the importance of being in the right mindset and how do we do that. But before we get to that, hard lesson of the tough, narrow path that Jesus speaks of in Matthew 7, 13 through 14, is the lesson of allowing those in leadership positions the honor and freedom to do as they want. Friends, Romans 13, 1 through 4, very clear about who puts who in authority regarding government and that those under that authority are to honor the leadership of that person. So how should we handle that when dealing with a leader at work or even when volunteering for something? Friends, if you're interested, I've written on this topic many times, Romans 13, the passage regarding our government here in the United States and how that may apply. And friends, I'll just give you a sneak peek. We, the people, actually are the governing authorities here in the United States. So when you read that text, it is very interesting how it's put together because the servants are those who are elected into office or appointed into government office. They are the state. We, the people, are the governing authorities. Again, I'm not going to get into that much, but you can find this at worldviewwarriors.org. Click the blog tab. You can find many writings there on this. Friends, what is clear is that we are to honor God in all that we do. If it is true that God is the one who places people into authority positions, then we are to honor that leadership and even their style of leadership. Again, friends, Matthew 7, 13 through 14, Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it, for the gate is narrow, and the way is constricted that leads to life. And there are few. Who find it? Matthew 7, 13 through 14, getting us started here. In Romans 13, 1 through 4, it says, Every person is to be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority. Just hear this part. There is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God. And they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. 
for rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For it is a servant of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid. For it does not bear the sword for nothing. It is For it is a servant of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Again, that's Romans 13, 1 through 4. So again, what is clear is that we are to honor God in all that we do. And if this is true, that God is the one who places people into authority positions, then we are to honor that leadership and even their style of leadership. Now, friends, don't hear what I am not saying. I am not saying that at a job you should just do everything exactly how your boss may want you to do something or to simply fall in line with some volunteer position. No. Friends, you have a choice, as does the leader or the boss. Friends, at least in the United States of America, you are not a slave at your job or at some volunteer position. You have a choice. And so does the leader. So does the boss, the employer, whatever you want to use. If you don't like, really hear this, friends. If you don't like how something is being run or you feel as if your gifts and talents aren't being fully utilized someplace, friends, you can honor the current leadership by just keeping your mouth shut and moving on to some other place. You have that option. In fact, God may be allowing this to happen in your life because he wants you to not only do something, but maybe teach you something. But perhaps also the leader and those under the current leadership, need to learn a lesson as well. Friends, we need to stop taking offense. Stop taking the bait of Satan. Stop taking offense. Do not take offense or undermine the person in leadership. Perhaps this could be an option for you. Bite your lip. Keep your mouth shut. And allow them to learn and grow without you being there for a while. While you grow and learn and mature throughout the process of life too. I'm not saying this is easy. It can be very difficult. But the tough, narrow path is not an easy, wide path that Jesus said most people take. The wide path, friends, leads to destruction and immaturity. Keep that in mind. Friends, you are only responsible for you. You are not responsible for someone learning what you are wanting or hoping they will learn. Only they are responsible for that. Again, you are not responsible for someone learning what you are wanting or hoping they will learn. Only they are responsible for that. So allow them to make their choices and even mess up. Let them live their journey, walk down their path. 
We need to lovingly be there for them as a Christian. And if they need to discuss something, yes, we're there. Keep in mind, they may not want to learn as quickly as you want them to learn. Again, remember, this is their journey, not yours. By leaving a place and honoring the leadership there, you are now allowing them to lead as they please and honoring God's choice and plan in the process. Now, can it be hard for you and not easy? I I can almost assure you of this. It most certainly will be difficult. But friends, that will probably be for your own good in the long run, too. You've got to not look at the circumstances going on and realize that maybe you're going through this to grow and become mature and complete, not lacking anything. Friends, if you desire vindication or justice, know that it may not happen in this world. Just stay on the path, the tough, narrow path, and grow. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. Again, you can also find our parent ministry at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. This is the Worldview Warriors Fastcast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason Desirek. As I get started today, I'd like to direct you to a blog post titled John 66, The Church in Freefall, written by Chad Kuhn. You see, John 666 is one of the most heartbreaking verses in all of the life. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then we see in John 667 that Jesus says, Do you also want to go away? Friends, the separation seems to be occurring in the church today. Many Christians are adopting unbiblical beliefs in the name of being woke, inclusive, relevant, and even loving realize that we don't get to reinvent Jesus. We only receive him as he is, as clearly seen in the Bible. Friends, he cannot be separated from his word. To dig more into this idea, please go find Chad Coon's blog post titled John 666, The Church in Free Fall. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. This is the Worldview Warriors Fastcast, your daily spiritual energy drink, with your host, Jason Desirek. In James 3, 3 through 6, the writer tells us about a weapon of mass destruction that we all possess, the tongue. James explains that the tongue is just like a bit that goes into the mouth of a horse or a rudder that steers an enormous ship in that it is small but has a mighty influence. A rider uses the bit and the reins to control an entire horse. The captain of a ship uses the ship's wheel to control the rudder which then controls the entire ship. Friend, in the same way, the tongue is such a small part of the body, yet it has a tendency to control the whole person. Dig more into this idea. You'll find Logan Ames' blog post titled, A Weapon of Mass Destruction. Find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. Yeah, go find us online at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. And I want to direct you, friends, to some resources there that are available. We've got our paperback books available. We have one hardcover available. Many resources there. They're available on Kindle as well. And just one to consider, friends, is the Roman's Journey, 
written by Katie Erickson, our blogger, author, speaker. You know, have you ever wondered what this Christian faith is really all about? And why we as Christ followers believe what we believe? You know, have you ever tried to share your Christian faith with someone but been confused about what salvation means? Romans, friends, is the most doctrine-filled book in all of the Bible. It can be intimidating to dig into this lengthy letter written by the Apostle Paul, but that doesn't need to be your situation, friends. In this devotional commentary written by Katie Erickson, breaks up the book of Romans into easy-to-read sections while still maintaining the context of each and every passage and offers insight into what the biblical text meant for the original audience as well as for readers of today like you. Again, The Romans Journey, a devotional commentary written by Katie Erickson. It's available at worldviewwarriors.org. That's worldviewwarriors.org. Again, thank you for being with me here for the program. You can find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. Shared with you earlier, friends, about a trip that I took with many high schoolers. We went to a basketball tournament since I coach basketball and uh, going to that trip, one of the non-negotiables we had for the trip was no cell phones, no electronic devices. Yeah, these children who are moving into young adulthood, we took all of their phones away for about 58 hours, eh, a little less. At first, not only were the students struggling, but parents were too. Some parents were, well, I'd like to contact my child if needed. And and we understood that. So we had the phones in in a locked container for the whole trip. And, well, during that, we we checked them periodically. But friends, for the most part, these children did not have contact with their parents. Their parents did not have contact with them. And nor did these children have contact with social media for about two days. So, friends, it seems many of us in society today have learned how not to be present right where we are at the very moment we're living. A lot of that has to do because we just keep looking at our phones like zombies. I do want you to know some really exciting things happen on this trip. Not only were these students talking to each other during the the van rides, they were looking at each other in the eyes, talking about things they liked, even singing songs sometimes to uh, my own own little, oh boy, please stop singing, only because it gets a little loud, not complaining. But it was better than them being on their phones. And they were able to introduce themselves to people they didn't know at this basketball tournament. Just amazing. In fact, we had not just adults, but many referees came up to us and said, your group is just so nice. It's just so nice to see youth interacting with one another again. They were making up games, just hanging out, talking to one another. So I encourage you to 
Please be open-minded tonight with your spirit and prayerfully consider this information tonight. You know, sure, our physical bodies are what they are at, for the moment, but our minds and even perhaps our spirits are seemingly somewhere else at times. What, what do I mean? Well, when you're on your phone, yeah, you're there physically, but you're not really in the moment because, well, things are going around you and you're just, again, like a zombie. Let me give you an example of what I'm referring to. And again, I'll discuss a little bit about basketball as well. I've been blessed to coach high school sports as an assistant and head coach for many, many years. Things have seriously changed from the past. And change isn't always a bad thing. But friends, in my humble opinion, this is one that needs to seriously, we've got to find some remedy for this. I'm not saying I've got all the answers. It is just surprising to me how much a person's phone and technology can rule their life in so many ways. Again, I'm not saying technology is bad. Please do not hear that, friends. But with this said, after a game is played on the field or the court, after the traditional handshakes, you know, they've been made by the opposing teams with them. I'm amazed at how many new players almost immediately start looking at their phones or try to get their phone and look at it in their bag before there's even a little final word by the coach. It's really incredible, friends. Sometimes while a game is going on, other coaches and I wonder why a certain player of ours is playing so terrible and seemingly so distracted on the field or the court. Friends, many times, and I wish I was making this up, but I'm not. Many times after the handshakes, this player is immediately on their phone and going somewhere else. Friends, they're worried about what is going to happen in the future. It seems many of our youth today are worried and anxious. And not just it seems, many of our youth are worried and anxious, friends. Many adults are worried and anxious. As godly adults, we need to teach them that this is not godly. Friends, Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, are you willing to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding? Friends, when these youth get anxious and many of them get right on their phones right away and they had a bad game, it's very obvious to us coaches that the player likely had a bad game because, well, straight up, They were probably consumed in their mind with something else, even though they were on the field playing the game. So their body was there, but their mind and spirit were really somewhere else. Unfortunately, friends, this seems to be a very serious and real problem, and it's only getting worse in our society today. And friends, this is not just with sports But with marriages, families, friends, and even work environments, please bear with me tonight. 
wives and husbands, please, and I mean this, please sit down with your spouse, sit down with your husband and wife, talk about your cell phone use, your use of being on a computer. When you're at home, put your phone down. You don't need to be looking at it. Wives, allow your husband to look into your eyes. Husband, allow your wives to spend time with you. Not while you're both looking at your devices. Friends, all that does is create separation. Sure, your body is there, but your mind, your spirit, it's totally somewhere else. And you're not becoming one mind with your husband. You want one mind with your wife. Regarding children, parents, I greatly encourage you to take a step regarding this technology. Don't allow it into your children's room. That's one step. I'm not saying don't give them a device. I'm saying regulate it. I also want to encourage parents out there with this. And so many people would say, oh, Jason, I don't know about this. But I can share this with you honestly. You need to let your children learn how to be responsible with this technology. What do I mean? And so many others would say we need to be totally watching what they're doing, regulate it. We need to put an app on the phone so I know where my children are at all times or where they're looking at at all times, and I can see on their phone, and I can kind of be like God in their life. No! I'm not saying you don't look at their history, but I do encourage you to let them learn how to be responsible with it. If they go somewhere wrong and bad, well, deal with it. Help them to understand the importance of confessing their sin, asking for forgiveness, and then not doing it again. As a young man, I was taught by my father, grandfathers, and other male role models in my life about the importance of looking people in the eye when you're having a conversation. When you shake someone's hand, look them in the eye. You give them a firm Handshake, firm grip, look them in the eye so they know what kind of person they are dealing with. And to show that you care about them, being with them. I know today many people just fist bump in order to help stop the spread of germs, and I respect that reasoning greatly. But at the very least, we can still look at each other in the eye, can't we? Some of you might be wondering, how does this fit with something in the Bible? Well, friends, the Bible is a great resource in learning how to be in a right relationship with God and people. There is also great information in God's Word about staying away from some people and understanding that some people have a different calling than you. This doesn't make those people bad and you good or vice versa. It just means God has different paths for each one of us. Friends, we are able to find a lot of great advice in the book of Proverbs about being wise in our relationship and with others, as well as what kind of people to stay away from. 
So I would encourage you tonight, you need to be wise with your personal media devices. Perhaps some of you, it would be advantageous to put your device away at 7 p.m. every single night in order to actually spend some time with the ones that you love and the ones that love you. I encourage you that when you're in a room with another person, unless you're working on something, you know, with good, healthy boundaries, to put your device away and give that person your undivided attention. Let them know that they are important. Put the phone down. Don't be looking at Snapchat and TikTok and Facebook, Twitter, especially if you are a wife or a husband. You are to cleave to your spouse, friends, not the family you grew up in. That is very biblical. Show the person love. Friends, we need to love them. My name's Jason Zurek, your host for the program. You can find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com. As I leave you, some scriptures you could dig into Proverbs 1 8 through 33, Proverbs 2, and Proverbs 3. Most importantly, as far as tonight goes, put your phone down. It is okay. The world will go on without you. Like it or not, you don't need to know everything going on in the world. You know why? Because that job has already been taken by Almighty God. This is Do Not Keep Silent. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. That's do not keep silent.com, and I'll see you next time. Don't be a pushover, and you go out and make today great. Find us online at do not keep silent.com. Do